Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. We are joined by the one and only Dwayne Long. Dwayne, it is a beautiful day out. The sun. I, I, I just, I think we finally broke through. You know, winter was pretty good for a while there, and then at the tail end, man, snow, cold. Uh, but I think we're we're headed for an early spring here, and I couldn't be happier about it. And you're right; it is absolutely blue and clear sky and sun at this part of in this part of the country. Clear skies are what everyone wants when you transfer. That's what you're looking for. There are very high profile names on the transfer market. Not to say that Ohio State is going to go after him, but we want to discuss this today and kind of get a vibe from Dwayne on what he sees as a good transfer and what he sees as a questionable transfer. The two names everyone is banding about, Darian Kendrick, starting corner for Clemson, who is, I'm not even sure if he's in the portal yet, but he has left the program. And then the most high-profile transfer will be Eric Gilbert, the all-world tight end from LSU, who's apparently at Florida for a minute and will be choosing another destination. First, would you like to make a play for either of these players? Obviously, Gilbert is not at a position of need in tight end. Kendrick, however, is at corner. Regardless of what's really going on individually, would you like to see Ohio State make a play for either, both, or neither? Gilbert. Gilbert, he's just, you got to look at his film and, and think, what planet was this guy born on? As humans don't move like that at that size. He is an incredible, true freak of nature. He's young. I mean, we got to think about where our tight end situation is right now. We're going to lose Jeremy Rucker. And do we have another kid that can bring that? I don't know if we've got that in the program right now. I don't know if we've got anything like that. And certainly we don't have anything like uh, uh, what Gilbert would bring to the to the table there just seems to be too much talk out there about his grades and that's just that just isn't going to fly here we're, we're done with that that uh i mean everybody that lived through the cooper years remembers i remember him having a 20-man class and ended up bringing in 14 kids because six of them couldn't make grades it no we're, we're not going to go there again so if there's any kind of a grain grade issue that ends any possibility that we even uh, try to make contact. But the kid on a football field, oh, my goodness. Now, I also don't believe this came up in the discussion on the message boards. I think he's probably going to look for one of those schools where he's going to expect to catch 50, 55, 60 balls. And you could see why they would throw it to him. We have one of those right now that we don't throw that much to. So, uh, we, you know, we would love to see Rucker get the ball more. Seemed like at the end of the season, we were seeing him, uh, with the ball more and hopefully we, we, uh, run with that. But, um, a tight end is just not going to be a featured, uh, player in our offense. And I, I'm just going to believe that Eric Gilbert, that's what he's going to look for. He'll probably stay in the South. Yeah, that's why everyone thought he was going to Florida in the first place, because Kyle Pitts broke every tight end record there was to break there this year. But I agree when it comes to Gilbert, he is so talented that it's really worth doing your due diligence. Sometimes you have a guy in your program that may know him from his past that could be the guy to get him out of the muck, as it were. But I'm not sure that exists here. Let's move on to Kendrick. 
he's not even really even in the transfer portal. And this is really more a philosophical discussion. But when you have a position like corner and let's be honest with ourselves here, it is a need position for Ohio State. That's not to say we don't have the talent to fill it. But as of right now, it is a need position. If Kendrick could come in and start right away, would you take him? If he could, if I was convinced he could come in and start. Yeah. Yeah, I take him. I'm not convinced he can. I haven't seen anything out of this kid. He was a starter at Clemson. So what? So what? <laughs> we had starters at corner too. Would you, would anybody be happy to take one of the corners that were, uh, you know, that, that we saw on the field for the Buckeyes this past season? Would anybody think that they were getting a prize? We wouldn't look at it like that. So, you know, it just because he's a starter at Clemson, you know, if the, if they want to break him down, look at his film and see how he performed, that's one thing. But just starter at Clemson, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna that wouldn't impact my decision at all. Do you worry about guys who are transferring from a why are they leaving and how they might affect your locker room standpoint? You always have to have that at least in the back of your mind. We know from a fact that players just don't like where they are. They, you know, it's, we always assume that it's, there's something wrong with the, there's a problem with the kid. He's got an attitude problem. Something's something's up with him. He's, he's uh, involved in some off the field stuff that you're, you're going to be uncomfortable about. You have to keep that in the back of your mind, but let's not assume that let's not jump to that conclusion without a little bit of research. And I assume that, uh, uh, the schools would do the research to decide whether, you know, this is a decent kid and just uh, not a good fit here and, and not happy here and he wants to go elsewhere. Well, then you really consider that kid. You say, okay. Uh, and, and, you know, with us, we have to look at it like this. Some of these kids, if they, they know, look, look at the transfers we've had, especially the quarterbacks that have come in, the grad transfers, they just would like to, to, to wear a ring, to say they were on a championship team. And that's good. That's okay. So, you know, it, there are many different reasons why players leave. It's not always because you got a bad kid and the program's going to be pretty much like, yeah, we're glad he's going. You need to check that. Due diligence is required, and especially at the level that Ohio State recruits at, is essential. When it comes to cornerbacks, I will say this. I have someone that I trust who scoured the market for talent in terms of the transfer market at corner and said there was not one player out there he thought could step in and make a considerable impact at Ohio State. And I sent something on Kendrick and got back not worth it. Here's what is worth it. We have a great deal going on at the site right now. Literally probably the best deal you're going to get in a long time and one we are not going to be able to offer again. If you sign up for a premium membership right now, you get 50% off an annual subscription and access for a year to Paramount Plus streaming service. This is the new CBS Paramount streaming service like all the other ones out there. It's going to have a ton of content on there. So a year's worth of movies and CBS shows, et cetera, plus half price on Bucknuts. You will not get a better deal, and it runs out Wednesday night. So it's a limited-time offer. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk some crouton. We are back. If there is any sign that Ohio State and Alabama are dominant recruiting powers, 
There is a wide receiver at California Powerhouse Modern Day that has an offer list anybody would want. It has two schools at the top. That is Alabama and Ohio State. His name is C.J. Williams. What do you think of the prospect? Oh, he's, he's, there's so much to like about C.J. Williams. Uh, C.J. Williams, he's, he's legitimately six foot two. Um, he's, when you watch him play, this is a kid, you, modern day obviously is about as high a level of high school football as you're going to see. This kid is playing in an advanced offense, and you can watch him. He runs routes. He even understands a route tree. There is not, there are not many high school kids coming out that have a, a grasp of the uh, route tree. He's reading defenses already. You can see it in him. He's looking at what's in front of him. Okay, where do I need to take this route? Uh, the tree, yeah, he's got it. Uh, great hands, and he plays really hard. There's so much to like about him. Uh, hands, he's got that athleticism that allows him to make those catches that end up on, uh, on uh, uh, highlight reels. He's got all that. The one thing that I would say I don't see, the one thing that separates him from, say, uh, Julian Fleming and Egbuka, Amika Egbuka, is he does not have that runaway from the defense speed. We've already got uh, guys that can do that, and, you know, that would be the one thing why I would not prioritize C.J. Williams. He's a super talent if you can get him, but if, if, if uh, you know, the staff's making phone calls, I would have him down the list of, of guys to call. You know, he wouldn't be number one. Uh, he'd be number four or number five just because the wide receiver room is so ridiculously stacked. It looks like it's, it's something out of a, a video game. Yeah, he's a take. You, you obviously take a talent like this. But if we're filling up spots and Ryan Day, I mean, he, he's the way he's recruiting right now, my Lord, we're, we're, what are we about? Uh, halfway through? Uh, the 2022 class, you know, we got some holes we need to fill. Receiver is not one of them. As good as he is, he's he's not a need player. We got other things that we need to look at before we look at a CJ Williams. I, you know, if he wants to come in, he's too talented to say no. You take him, but uh, I would not prioritize him at this point. Not with what we've already got in in uh, in the whack. Plus, you've got Caleb Burton and Kion Grays in his class. However, I am very high on C.J. Williams. I do think he's a definite take. You've got two guys this year and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who are, by most pundits, the top two rated receivers for the draft next year will be in the mix. So you're going to have to replace two starters. Lord knows there'll be plenty of talent to do that. But I would like to read you his quotes about Ohio State. He is very interested in the program. He was scheduled to come for the spring game last year and couldn't make it. He's going to visit all five schools he cuts his list to. But here's his quote on Ohio State, and this just lets you know this dude gets it. Ohio State is just a great football program. It's really the best of everything there. You have the best coaches, the best training, and you compete against the best players in practice every day. When you go to Ohio State, you know you're going to have a great chance to get drafted and compete for a national title every year you're there. That's definitely my goal, and I know I can get a great education in the process, so they're very high on my list right now. 
I would expect a guy who talks like that, who hangs out with Brian Hartline, to eventually become a Buckeye, but what do I know? We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.